Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Amanda Lippman. I run an organization called Run For Something. I wrote a book called Run For Something. And now I host this show also called Run For Something. My mission is simple. Find people who care about solving problems and help them run for office. Every Tuesday, I'll talk with amazing and incredible candidates and elected officials who are already making a difference. They're in local offices that might seem small and not so sexy, but are actually hugely important for your day-to-day life. Fixing our broken system will take all of us and people like you. Listen in every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, and welcome to RealPod. I'm Victoria Garrick, former D1 athlete and mental health and body image advocate. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you awesome guests, weekly inspiration, and the realest conversations around everything and anything. Now let's get real. Welcome back to Real Pod. I'm so excited because today's guest is not only one of my closest friends, but she is just iconic. She's a badass. She's an entrepreneur. She is self-made. She is loving. She is kind. She is infectious. Ella Halikas, the one and only. She is a sports illustrated swimsuit model. She has over half a million followers across social media, and she just designed and launched her first ever swimwear collection called Pebbles and Palms, which is iconic. And you might even see your girl modeling in that shoot. Yep. You heard it here first. I modeled swimsuits, but definitely check out Pebbles and Palms. The suits are gorgeous. They're high quality. And I linked them in the description if you want to shop and support our girl, Ella. Today, she is giving us a class on confidence. I hope you are ready. I hope you got your notebooks out. I hope you are prepared to get metaphorically slapped across the face and thrown into being your best self. Literally during this interview, I feel like my jaw was kind of on the floor because Ella was just preaching, inspiring, and hitting us with the facts. I know you're eager, so we're going to dive right in. Before we do, I want to give a shout out to Izzy, Izzy girl. She left a five-star review saying, feeling powerful. RealPod came into my life when I was struggling to recover. My friend recommended it to me. The amount of motivation and confidence I'm feeling from listening to these questions, the stuff I didn't even know to ask is really helping me. Thanks, Victoria. You're amazing. Love the show. Izzy, I am smiling ear to ear reading your review, and I love that you use this word confidence. It's giving you confidence because that's what today's episode is about. So I hope you're ready because Ella is bringing the heat. Thank you to anyone who has left a rating and a review on iTunes. It really helps the show and it means the world to me. And if you go ahead over and do that, you just might be the shout out on next week's episode. Without further ado, class is in session. Brace yourselves for the one and only confident queen, Ella Halikas.
I love you. And I am so excited to sit down and have you on the pod from the day I met you, which was an impromptu through the DMs. I was literally like, you seem so cool. You're Greek and we have a mutual friend. So we need to be friends. Literally. And then it was like, you're my spirit animal. We've just been kindred spirits ever since. And now you're one of my closest friends. Soul sister, where have you been all my life? (laughs) (laughs) So today, I mean, I need everything. And I I know things here and there because we obviously have talked and hung out a lot. But let's track it back, baby. Did you always want to be a model? Was this always what you had in store for yourself? Yeah. Like what was little girl Ella like? Little girl Ella was definitely like bigger me. Like I just, I feel like I was the same. I feel like I loved to do dancing. And I loved, like, I was that family member that was like, okay, all the aunts and uncles get together in a room and like me and my cousins put on a show. I was just <laughs> oh, yeah. like, you know, I think we all did that. Like, it was like, all did so that, right. It was like, it was iconic. Um, Everyone's just enjoying their meal. And it's like, everyone, yeah. put your forks down. Yeah. I'm going to sing. And they're I'm like, literally going to perform. We right didn't now. want this. Yeah. <laughs> they never wanted it, but they were like, oh my God, it's great kids. Okay. Back to wine. Like literally yeah. shut up. But I was very much the same person. Like I was like loud. I was out there. I Definitely loved to model as a kid. It was weird. Like I would have my older sister would like dress me up and like fancy fun clothes, like get like a baby like bridal dress. And we would do like cool things in like my backyard, like on my mom's bed with like pearls at like 10. Like <laughs> I literally love to be extra and model, but I never really got into it. Like I ne- my parents never like pushed me to do it as a kid. Like it was just something I never did, but it was fun. And I loved it. I loved the camera. I always wanted to be in front of the camera. And then it wasn't until then I got more to sports, right? So then middle school, high school, I played soccer for 15 years. I did swim. I did basketball. I just was very athletic and modeling was never really in the cards. And then when I got older, I feel like I grew more into like my facial features. Like I feel like I had more of like a cool look. And then I wanted to do even more, but I never really thought I could. And then I got a little bit thicker. Like the whole freshman 30 was a thing. Okay, let's pause it right there. Okay. So like what went on there is that stress of college. And I feel like when you say the freshman 30 or freshman 15, it is ridiculous how I think every single person hears that phrase and they know what you're talking about. Totally. It was like this forbidden, like this thing we were warned about. I feel right. like everyone in my life was like, well, don't gain the freshman 15. Totally. Or when people went to school before me, they'd pull up pictures like, oh my gosh, she gained the freshman 15. Right. And it's just this fear of gaining weight, like this fear of our bodies changing and expanding. Yeah. And that saying is such a thing that like everyone knows that saying, like, isn't that like crazy to think about that? It's it's like fucked up for lack of a better term. Seriously. It's just like in all of our heads, I guess I don't even really think about that. But no, I wouldn't say honestly, it was just like college weight gain. It was more so like in high school. I think I developed later on. Like I literally was small. Like I was super small and I had like no boobs. Like I literally was like my nickname growing up was goobs and they'd be like, goobies has no boobies. Like I literally got made fun of. Yeah. I was just like flat. I had like no anything. I was just like pretty small and flat. And then I developed later on. And then I got on birth control and then I got hips and then I grew more into like womanly, just like thicker or whatever, and like really filled out. And that was weird for me because like I said, I played soccer and I was like super, I was a lot smaller and it was just weird. My body changed a lot more so like my senior year of high school. So not so much college. And that is like underrated or it's not something that we as like growing women can appreciate or like prepare for because we have this idea that our body when we're like 15 or 16 is like always yeah fully developed no literally like like (laughs) our bodies are meant to change I think we forget that 
Yes. And I think when we're growing up, you have this body. And it's weird because when you're a girl and you're like 15, even 14, 15, people look at your body and either compliment it like, or they talk about it. And that's going to change as an adult. And then it's going to change again and again and again. So it almost sets us up for disappointment the way society is like, oh, you're 15. Like, this is your body. Like, try to keep it this way. Right. And then we're literally turning into women trying to be like prepubescent looking. Literally. <laughs> no, it's so weird. And it's like when we're younger, we want to be like maybe thicker, or like have boobs. And then when you're older, like it's like you want to be like back to that, like small, literally what you said, prepubescent body. It's like, what is we're never satisfied. So it's interesting. So as your body's changing, right. are you fine with it? Like what was the initial thoughts and like how did no. you notice? No. And what's crazy is that I was already massively insecure when I was a lot smaller, like very insecure. And About then what? like my body, just like my body, my skin. I had horrible acne growing up. I was on Accutane actually when I went to college. So my, my skin cleared up, but I had horrible acne. I like hated that I got a little bit thicker legs my senior and junior year. Like I, I would have people be like, oh, like you're getting thicker or like, oh, like I, I would get weird comments like about my body changing and it, it didn't make me feel good. It wasn't like a good thick. It was like, oh, kind of thing. So that was hard for me to digest and like really take in the changes of my body that was happening so quickly, to be honest. And then I also didn't have the best eating habits, I would say. Like, I feel like I, I just was used to eating whatever I wanted and not like, you know, I just didn't really think about it as much. But then it started to like really drive me crazy because I was constantly like the mental side of it. I was constantly like, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I was having some family members hard on me about it. And like, it's hard to navigate all of that when your body is changing. And then you have your mind telling you, don't eat, don't do this. Like, you know, look like a soccer player. Now I'm not looking like a soccer player. What do they think about me? It's like a hundred percent. You know what I, I mean? I feel like you're like hitting me in my soul right now because freshman year of college in the same way, I put on like 20 to 25 pounds, a mix of muscle and fat at the same time, just because of college lifting. And immediately once I noticed this and I similarly got comments from family or like, I remember being the one who was like, well, you just tell me, tell me if I've gained weight, you know, when you like ask someone right. that. And then literally I think it was my mom just like, just like didn't make a comment. She was like, you know, and yeah. I'm like, that's everything I needed to hear. And then I went like into a, yep. okay, I'm going to cut all these foods. I'm going to restrict here. I'm yep. going to plan out what I'm eating the next day. I to talk about Sports Illustrated, which we'll get to you, I would rip out pictures of these supermodels, which at four years ago was Didn't not as included. Like today. <laughs> Didn't look like, like today. today. Yeah. And I kept that like as inspiration because yep. I just needed to like, I felt like I had to drastically change my body to get back to this like little small standard. Yeah. And that's what's scary too. Like my background on my phone, my screensaver was literally like an ab circuit from Pinterest of like a girl with mm-hmm. like chiseled abs. Like we all did that. We all had the girls that were super small on our vision circuit boards. Tumbler. Like on the wall, just like not even a vision board, but just like get here, get here now, like mm-hmm. get to this look. And like, it was not achievable for me in my body type. And I just felt like I would do the same thing. I would like literally pin it on my family members. Like, be honest with me. Like, did I like gain weight? Like people are saying this, like be honest. Like, and it's just like the second they like would sigh or the second they'd be like, well, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. like it really triggers. That's funny you say that because that triggered something that I actually don't even think about anymore. And I think just like to add some analysis here, like throughout everything we've discussed so far in just the beginning, the understanding for us as young women is gaining weight is a bad thing. Like forget if I am a D1 athlete and I'm gaining muscle, it's a bad thing. Forget if you are tr- transitioning and adjusting to a new place in your life, 
you're not supposed to change, right? Like we are taught that getting bigger or gaining weight in any way is automatically bad. It's something to be ashamed of, which is not the truth, right? When we're starting to all like feel empowered and understand that now. But just want to throw that in about how like we immediately feel like it's so bad and we fear it and we're ashamed and we're embarrassed. Like why? It's so bad. And the worst is like the photo albums that we'd have on our phones. Like, I don't know if anyone else listening can I like agree to this, but like photo albums of like my before body, and yep. like, you know, and then like every two weeks, take a photo and like check the scale. Did I lose or gain weight? And it's like, wear the same sports bra to really see your transformation. And it's like so toxic to think that we would place this on ourselves. And like, if you took a before photo and you never reached your after, well, you have to take another before photo. It's like, it's just this constant. And then you know what happens is a few years later, you look back like, I didn't like my before photo. Right. My before photo was like literally snatched. And I, here I am like, I need to lose 30 pounds. Like it's sad. Like Because because it's your not. Your before bodies are gold body now. Like literally. Well, and the reason when you look at that is because it's never been about the body. Ever. 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 It is just about ever. like not ever feeling satisfied with our appearance because we live in a world that's never going to wave a wand and say, oh, you did it. You're yeah. done. Yep. Congrats. Yep. Just live your life. Well, what's scary too is when you do reach that, what you thought was your goal body and you do reach that number on the scale and you're not happy and you're actually more depleted, you know, you're not fueling your body with what you need. You're very anxious and unhappy. Now you're stressed to keep it on that number or you're not satisfied. You actually want to go even lower now. And then it's the constant stress of, oh my God, did I gain weight now? Like I had to stay on this number. And if I gain from that number, I did not achieve what I wanted to achieve. Like it really is a mind game. And when I started to realize that I was never going to be happy with who I was from a number on a scale. I was going to be happy when I got to a point where I loved myself entirely and not physically. Like I knew I had to, I had to become a better person, a more patient person, a kinder person, kinder to my friends, you know, just an overall Which better person. Which you can't person. do when you're fiercely hungry. Right. First of all, first if I don't eat, all, I'm not nice to anybody. <laughs> literally. And you're not happy with yourself. And you're not, if you don't love yourself, you can't necessarily love others the way you should. And I feel like I never found that self-love. So I was bitter, right? Like I wasn't, I mean, I don't know. Like when you're, when you're not happy with where you are right now, you're not going to be happy with others. You're going to be tearing down others because you're jealous or you're insecure. And that insecurity will come out. The way I've never even openly admitted this, but like the way I would like tear down others, whether it's like talking shit about them to other people, like I can't even do that now because I can't wrap my head around bashing someone's body today. Well, you're so secure in what you bring to the table that you are not threatened by the success of others. You're inspired by it. Right. Which is so weird to think about. Like, so a lot changed for me, but I would say the confidence really came from within. And when I realized that I was never going to be satisfied, I was never going to be happy with the way I looked or the number on the scale until I became happy with who I was internally. So once I hit that point, it was like game over. I'm like so confident. And you know what they say is the things we notice in others are really our own insecurities. So like Mm -hmm. if I'm someone who feels like, oh, I think my arms are big. Then when I look at other girls, I look at their arms. Right. And so it's really just a projection of what I'm insecure about on myself. Right. That's so true. So in realizing this, like, was it an overnight situation? Did this take a few months? Did you read a book, come across a quote? Like, when you think back on like, what really shifted the narrative? What was that? I would say, honestly, four or five years. 
like genuinely speaking, when people are like, how do I become confident? And they want that overnight confidence and you read a book and you're confident. It doesn't really work like that. Sometimes, you know, it might, but I think overall it takes a long time and I'm still every day you have to practice it. It's not like you get there and you never have to worry about your confidence again. It's like an everyday journey to self-love that you have to do. And for me, it was like, I want to say my junior and senior year of high school, I was extremely insecure. Then I went to college at Washington state, very insecure. I would literally like constrict myself to only eat like chicken breast and rice from our dining hall. And like, and then I would binge on the weekends because it'd be like that cheat day. And we'd like, we love a binge queen. Literally. I love normalizing the binge on real right? pod because it's so it's freaking so common. True and it's so common. And I didn't realize it was binging, but like we'd give ourselves a cheat day and then like literally binge like me and my roommates, but then we'd feel sick after and then be angry. And then want to go on a crazy diet the next week and get up in the freezing cold snow of Washington and walk to the gym at 6 a.m. because God forbid we missed a workout. Like that's just the whole, like that was like the routine we were in. So toxic. Then I transferred to Hawaii sophomore year, started to kind of really like embrace the curves, embrace the new size, buy the new jean shorts that were my size finally. Junior year got better. And then senior year, I was extremely confident. So I think overall four years. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, and you guys know how passionate I am about seeking help when you feel like you need it. And today's episode is about confidence, and I think we should be confident in everything that we do, and that includes feeling confident and okay when seeking help. And if you go to betterhelp.com slash realpod, they will assess your needs, whether it's anxiety, depression, relationships, trauma, grief, family conflicts, whatever you are struggling with, BetterHelp will match you with your own licensed professional therapist who can start communicating with you in under 48 hours. And I love that because when I got a problem and I need to talk, I want to talk now. And the ability to be matched with someone that fast is great. You can also message your counselor anytime and get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions all without having to sit in a waiting room or leave your house. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it really easy and free to change counselors if needed, which is also important because you got to vibe with the person. You know what I'm saying? Financial aid is also available, making BetterHelp even more affordable than in-person therapy. And BetterHelp has become so popular that they now are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. So if you're looking to open up and talk to someone, get that help you need, feel happier, you can get 10% off your first month as a RealPod listener by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash RealPod. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. We love to see it. That is betterhelp.com, betterhelp.com slash RealPod. So as you start to realize internally that you're gaining this confidence and you might be like, oh, you know, I'm all right with like where my body wants to be. The next thing is kind of dealing with the voices and people around you who for so many years have thought, oh, you know, Ella wants to look this way or she wants to do that. You know, when I think about what I went through, I mean, all my friends and especially my mom knew like I'm trying to lose weight. I hate that my legs are muscular. And then as I started to embrace that this is my body and I was learning to love it, I remember one time my mom and I went shopping and we went into the store. You know what? I'm going to call it Planet Blue. Planet Blue never had jeans that I think they're out of business now. So actually I feel bad bashing <laughs> them, but they never had jeans that fit me. And that yeah. is, I'm not complaining. Like I am very privileged in my body despite, you know, my personal issues. But the fact that a 
straight sized woman like cannot find jeans in the store. That's like crazy. it just goes to show the how exclusive that is to the many women who can never like walk into stores and, you know, try jeans on. But anyway, so we go in and none of the jeans fit me. They don't even like go up my thighs. And I'm like bummed. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. We'll go to the next store, you know. And my mom, I think said something to me like, well, I forget, but it was along those of, well, like, do you want the jeans to fit you? Like, do you want to take action? Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I was like, no, like I like, I, I like my legs the way they are. Like I had to have this moment where I was like, I am now good with, my muscular build mm-hmm. and I don't want to change it. So right. like get on board. You know, my, my, my mom is the best. Like she never like put me on diets or anything like that. But whenever I want something in life, she wants to help me. Totally. And so she always thought she was helping me get to what was going to make me happy. But I had to have that conversation of like, I'm okay with this and I'm proud of it now. And I like this body. So did you have to have conversations like that with friends? Like when they continue dieting and restricting and you're like, you know what? I'm good. So many, so many conversations to count specifically with my mom as well, because I think she saw my most vulnerable state where I would cry to her and I'd be like, what do I do? Like, please help. Like if you see me, I'm like, you know, if I, if you see me and like, I'm eating this or like put me in check, like, I mean, and that's my fault for telling her that. And then I would get mad at her when she held me accountable. Right. But right. at the end of the day, she was trying to help me and it came out of love. The same way. Right. I'm like, mom, don't get me cupcakes. She doesn't give me cupcake. I I'm can't like, believe you didn't yeah, give me a cupcake. I cannot <laughs> believe you wouldn't do that. Like, you're literally fat shaming me. Like, but then it's like we told them to help us and we told, you know, we told them to look after and help us get to that goal body and help us lose weight. And then the second they try, I would lash out on her. Um, so at the end of the day, I had to work on my own insecurities. But going back to our moms and that other generation as well, older generations, I came to realize that they would link skinniness to happiness. I had to realize that recently. And what's crazy is like growing up and all the diets and in the tabloids and the media and, you know, telling, you know, Britney Spears on the cover, oh God, she needs to lose weight. She looks pregnant when she looks half my size now. It's like crazy. Seeing all of that, I think in our parents and our grandparents, like they would link like if I lost weight, I will be happy. If I lost weight, I will be beautiful. If I lost weight, I will be accepted in the industry, accepted in life and society and find a boyfriend and find love. Nowadays, it's not really like that. And I want to be part of that change. I want to be part of the other plus size creators and curve modeling and everything else to really change that narrative. But I would be angry at my mom when she would place those insecurities on me. But I had to realize that that comes from her own insecurities back in the day, too. And you're like a product of your environment. And that Mm -hmm. generation is just different. You're right. That is what they were raised to believe that skinny is happy. And conversely, if you are fat or in a larger body or you're curvier, you can't live a happy life. Like they never saw a curvy girl as the center of a rom-com movie or being celebrated. Like it was- In that good relationship. Yeah, it was like, you mm -hmm. can't be happy and and, and like have a fulfilling life if you're you're not thin. Right. Um, and, And I think it's good to recognize that because it's like, you know, at some point they just won't get it and they can be loving and our favorite people in the world but they came up in a different time. Right. And it's really hard to like rewire, you know? And I think that's what's hard too because I look like my mom and we both have curvy bodies and like the bigger hips. And But like we like literally have to a T the same body. So when I would hear her break down her body and say, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. Oh, I'm so full after one bite of food. It's like, well, now what do I feel like? Because I look like you. Mm-hmm. So if you hate your body, you must hate my body, which means I must mm-hmm. hate my body. So that like, that whole thing just messes you up entirely. And I think, I mean, I'm not here to bash my mom. She loves me now and I love her. I mean, she's always right. loved me. We love but, our moms. I, honestly, right. I think it's important to talk about this. I think 
It's so every important. mom probably does this. Like, like, and they don't even realize 99%. it. Like, if I yeah. could sit in a room with all moms and like, please tell them to never do this to their daughters and just be careful of the way they talk about dieting, the way they talk about overexercising, the way they talk about being full after one bite of food. It goes down and trickles to the next generation, and then trickles to the next generation. And like, I had to put a stop on it so that when I have kids and I'm around people and I'm around friends and family. I make sure that I don't talk about my body like that. Sometimes it slips, but I have to be aware of it. So was everyone accepting of like you being like, I'm done. Like I'm embracing my natural shape. Yes and no. I think like some family members were like, well, we're just like, you know, it comes down to like health. We just want to make sure you're healthy. Which it doesn't. And that will infuriate me. That's another thing is they think if anyone is overweight, they're automatically unhealthy. Right. But correlation is not causation. Right. And God, million podcasts on this too. And then that's like out with the old, same, that they were convinced. So if you're overweight, you're unhealthy. You must be unhealthy. And you're going to die soon. And you've been sitting on a couch eating Twinkies all day. And And there's people now like Meg Boggs, who like literally is in five million times better shape than me. Mm -hmm. Um, But those type of people would look at us and assume I am in better shape. Right. Because you're, yep, 100%. So I always try to break that narrative and that stigma as well. And that's why I post all my workout videos. Like, I don't want to hear one word from any of you shitheads. Like, <laughs> like I, and it sucks that I feel like I have you literally to work prove out myself. <laughs> Thank you. It sucks that I feel like I have to like prove myself. And in a way it's not really proving myself. It's proving society and really trying to get people to change the way they discuss health and fitness levels. Um, cause you just don't know, you cannot look at a body and you cannot look at anyone and know their health standards, know their medical records, know what their blood sugar is. You just can't do it. So it's like, Like enough about we're worried about your health and we're looking after your health. Like, no. And if you are, you wouldn't be saying those type of comments either. It would come from more from love rather than you need to change. So it's like there's so many layers to, you know, look at here. But at the end of the day, I think they understand my passion. They understand my mission now. And it's more than just modeling and it's more than just posing in front of a camera. I'm really trying to change a lot right now. And I think they can see that and they're motivated by it and they love it. And they're actually way more supportive now. Yeah. And over time, like they start to come around. And I think especially too, to see the way that everyone's receiving you and the amazing brands and magazines and designers that you get to work with, it is redefining everything. So like when it comes to a Sports Illustrated, that is something that has right been on your vision board for many years Mm -hmm. and you've tried out before. Was this whole experience a dream come true? It was. It was, yeah, three and a half years in the making. I've been trying out every day consecutively for three years. It's been crazy. It's been a long, long journey, and I just knew I never wanted to give up and that one day it would happen. I just didn't know when or how, but I knew inside of me, keep going, like just keep going. And it's scary, and you're putting yourself on the line, and you're putting yourself to get embarrassed and made fun of and judged, but yeah, this whole experience has been honestly a dream. It still doesn't really feel real. I like look back on my photos and my videos and I was like, I did that. Like, that's crazy. And you're so freaking confident. Like, and I don't mean, and I am not trying to say, don't you hate when people say, oh my God, this person is so brave or you're so confident. Like, how do you do it? I do not mean it that way. I mean, literally, I'm talking when you own a room and your conversations, you just like have it. And I, I don't feel like, like I like just, just to do a little, you could be my teacher here and I can be like the little apprentice. I don't have, it's hard for me to feel sexy. It's hard for me to have a camera in front of me and feel like I can work it. And you have been like, as a friend of mine, trying to help me like feel empowered and feel sexy. Like what does sexy mean to you? And how do you just shamelessly like own it? Right. It's, 
I don't even un- like. I don't even know. I feel like. Wait, I gotta. If I put a camera in front of your face, it's like the cheeks drop, the eyes go up, and your lips perk, and you are like serving. I'm just like ready. Like it's like camera. Like hi. No, like I, I just literally. <laughs> like it just it happens. And I see the camera, and I'm like, and you're like stop. <laughs> I think it's just over time, honestly. And like I said, since I was a kid, like some people either love the camera, and some people are literally like, don't take a fo- like, don't take a photo of me, right? I think I've literally loved the camera. I can be in a room and I can spot when the camera comes out, where it is, where it's propped, and I'm ready. Like, it's crazy. (laughs) Like, I love it. It's just like, I've said this before, but every time I take a photo, I feel like I'm telling a story. And I feel like it's a story of, like, never giving up resilience and loving who you are and a bunch of other things. But, like, I feel so passionate when I connect with the camera that, like, I'm always on. Like, I love to see and I'm on. I have a great relationship with the camera. I don't know. I love it. But I think it's like embodying the sexiness is just like owning and showing up every day as who you are and showing up and knowing like I am enough today, right now, I'm done. Like I just got so tired of being tired. I got tired of like not being my full expressive fun self who would like be funny and like run up to the camera and like jump up and down because I was so timid and insecure within my shell. So the second I was like, I'm done. I'm literally done of trying to hide and don't take up space and cover your shoulders and cover your body and, you know, just cover yourself. I was so tired of that, that I was like, I want to own the space. I want to walk in with confidence. I have that light within me from my internal confidence now that I found that when I walk in a room, you feel it. It's like a vibe now. Like you just feel that confidence within me. You know, what is interesting is when you describe this first period of your life, the motivation was almost like for others. Like I hope I am skinny in terms of society and that they like me and the guys think I'm pretty. It's like you were a shell of yourself because you were living to please others. And now this new version of you, would would you say that it's this, I don't care what people think. Like I am good with me. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And it could sound selfish, but I believe at this age and time, I believe everyone deserves and should be a little selfish. And do what's good for you right now. Like, especially at this age in your younger 20s when you're trying to find yourself, like be selfish. Like you have one life. Like stop living for others and stop trying to dress for others and dress for the acceptance. And what is your boss going to think or your mom's going to think or your boyfriend's going to think? Like literally screw everyone. Like literally do what's going to make you feel good and make you feel sexy and fucking own that. And it's a wrap. Like, because once you can love yourself, like I said, and you can be secure and confident and you know who you are and all of that, you can bring such a light to other people. I would never be able to do what I'm doing today if I didn't find that within four years ago. There's just no way. Like, so like I'm able to help that next person watching this become confident because I have found that within me. If I was not selfish to find that within me, I would literally not be able to make the change I am today. So yeah, you can say it's selfish and da da da, but I'm helping massively other people now. I freaking... I'm obsessed with this. And I was thinking about it the other day that we all feel like we have to change the world. And by doing that, it can sometimes feel like it's this big thing. I got to fly to a different country. I got to do all this stuff. I got to be super famous. I got to, you know, I got to write a book. I got to do all these things. Yet you are changing the world from just deciding that you were going to be 100% yourself. Like for someone to just wake up and be confident and I'm just going to be who I am today. Maybe you don't even have to love it, but you're going to stop hating it. And you're just going to accept like, this is me today. And I'm just going to be a hundred percent, whatever I am today. If I saw that in someone that would so inspire me. And then that would cause a ripple effect for me to do something else in my life. And so I think in this comforting way, 
each person has an opportunity to impact their environment and change the world by just being themselves, which is 100% in their control. Right, 100%. And that's what's really cool too. It's like, I have those big goals and dreams and I want to travel the world and I want to write a book and I want to have so many things, but it's like, the change has to come from you. The change has to come from within. The change has to be you. Like the second you change you, you can change the world. So don't skip the step of, you know, self-reflection to, oh, I want to change this and start a business and this. It's like, well, let's check on you. How are you doing? How's your confidence level? Because if you're not straight and you're not good first, it's going to be really hard to impact the world. <laughs> so it's cool that I can, you know, yeah, that's true. <laughs> do the inner work and then go from inner to then my family, then my friends, then followers, then, you know, and then th- it, it grows, right? On the same thought of negative comments and that being the fear of maybe like, why I'm afraid to be sexy is because my fear is someone's going to be like, oh my God, she thinks she's sexy, but she's not. Like, that's mm, my fear is that really? I, I start to work it on camera okay. and someone's like, oh my God, but she's like not cute. And like, she thinks she is like, uh-huh. that is like what I, that, and it's like, when I say that out loud, I think it's stupid. And I don't even care, but that's the fear. So you have received comments on in TikTok, on Instagram. You are yourself and people do come and they say whatever it is that they, the haters say. How do you deal with that every day? Right. So really quick, going back to your, cause I never, I never knew that about you, right? Like you always say like, it's hard for me to feel sexy, but I've never asked you why. And we've never broken down that question for you. I think what's really cool about that is like, maybe fake it until you make it like maybe. And I hate using that phrase, but maybe if you walk into a room and you challenge yourself every day for the rest of the week to walk into a room and own every ounce of space you are going to start shifting your mindset into believing that you are the sexiest person in the room. Like you are sexy. Like you, and no, and you laugh, but you are going to do it. I'm so excited for this. Everyone watching this right now, Victoria Garrick is going to go on a sexy journey. Well, and I, I it, It's going to be great. You're, you're literally the spark to my sexy journey because it's amazing. It's well, by the time this comes out, yes. your line will be out so we can talk all about it. Oh my and God, I can't wait. you threw me into this shoot with sports illustrated models. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, you I, killed it. No, you guys. I was no. like, so the photos are insane. Like, I think there was a shift. Like when you were around other people that were doing it, I feel like you were like, okay, time to turn on. And like, I saw it within you. I, I think I, I did. I, I think it was my first time. I wish I could say, oh, I owned it. And it was a success. I think I had glimpses. I think I had oh, glimpses. You had and majority. I, of- I had fades, but you threw me in the ring and you believed in me. And I think that's something too, is like when someone else sees something in you, it gives 100%. you that belief and that confidence. hundred percent. And then going back to like that video I posted on TikTok that you really liked. And now it makes sense why you liked it. Because when you are afraid that others are not going to think you're sexy. Because it was showing me how to be confident. <laughs> yes. Because but, I was like, oh, this is But it's me. true. Because look at the difference. I could be sitting here right now like this, wearing a jacket, maybe a little more covered, like a little more bent. Like, yeah, like just love yourself. And you'd be like, okay, sis. Like, first of all, like. I, you literally can change the whole appearance of you. Like if I sat back, shoulders back here like this, I'm like, everyone, like I'm beautiful and I'm confident. They're going to think that. I'm telling you, if you can literally change your body language, Not change the way you talk about yourself. Yeah, adjust your posture, flip your hair back, like walk into a room the rest of the week, it's go time. But then you know what else comes from that is we as women, it all comes back to like literally the patriarchy, but true, we've been told true. like, oh, you should love yourself. Well, yeah, you should love yourself, be confident. And then the minute you are, oh my God, that girl thinks she's hot shit. How many times you heard someone say, oh, that girl thinks she's hot shit. Yeah. But she's not like, because it's like this mean girl culture. So, but you know what? The more you do it, the more they believe you are. So it's less (laughs) about like, oh, she thinks she hot shit. And oh, but damn girl, you're slaying. Not even, 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And not even about getting them to even believe it because like you said, like who cares what they think? If an old version of me would have said, oh my God, she thinks she's hot shit. It's because I know I could never feel like I'm hot shit. So if I were to say that, which I would never, it's projecting once again, you know, it's going back right. to what you said in the beginning that the people that would say something negative has nothing to do with you. Oh, nothing. So like the hate comments I get going to your question now is like, I handle the hate comments with love because when someone comes at me and they are hating on me, it's because they are hurting and it's because they are insecure and it's because they are projecting their insecurities onto me. When I realize that majority of things in life that people tell you or anything for that matter, 99% of things that people say to you, it's not personal. And when I realized that it was like weight lifted off my shoulders, you could say, you're be like, you're ugly. And I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Like you're going through this. Like, let's chat. Like, I really wish like you love and happiness. Like you're beautiful. And like, I would literally try to do that because I have now reversed it onto them. So you reverse your insecurity in me and I'll push it back onto you with love. And that's just how I roll with it. Sometimes if you get me at a bad time and I'm not feeling secure in my body, cause not every day we do, we're human. I might do two things. I might either block because I can't handle that right now. And I just like, don't need your negativity on my page. Or I'll delete the comment because I don't need that negativity in my space. Or I just choose to ignore it. There's a lot of things that you can do. You can message back. You can take the time to really reach out to that person. You can delete it. You can block it. But at the end of the day, you have to realize it's not personal and it's projecting their own insecurities onto you. I'm going to write down all those tips and use them every time I get a a negative comment. Mike has been dropped. Drops. Um, Write that down. Speaking of these photo shoots with all these models of of different body types, I remember asking you this and I want to bring it up on the show because it was so fascinating for me to hear. I think I said like, oh, at SI, you know, there's all these, or not even SI and just in general, there's all these different models with different bodies. And I think somehow we got to this topic where you said that actually it's the curvier girls who are more confident. Yes. Can you expand on that? Because that was really cool for me to hear. Okay, so pretty crazy for me to realize this in the industry too. Not even just industry and models, but look at your friends. Who is the smallest, most beautiful friend that you have that society would deem to be beautiful? Society standards, right? Cookie cutter, most beautiful, right? Think about it in your friend group. Is that person confident? More times than not, they're not really. They're kind of the one that's the most insecure that doesn't want their photo or like, I don't know what to wear. Like, this looks so bad on me when you're about to go out and you're like, dude, what? Like, you're the hottest in the fucking group. Like you are so beautiful. Are you kidding me? Like everyone's obsessed with you. The whole school loves you. Like I had some friends growing up that like they were the most beautiful people in society standards. Everyone has a different vision of beautiful and everyone, you know, eye of the beholder. But at the end of the day, we had, we grew up with standards. These girls were sometimes the most insecure going now to modeling. It's the same thing. I'll be on set and there's a couple curved girls, a couple thinner girls, a couple medium size. And you really, you know, you get the diversity I have noticed that sometimes the most thinnest women are the most insecure on set. We're doing a bikini shoot. They're the ones that didn't eat before. The curvy girls are the one eating pizza on set. And they're like happy and they're laughing and they're dancing. It's like, it's so interesting to see. And it's not always, and I'm not here to shame or skinny shame or anything. This is not, I'm not trying to be harmful. I'm trying to take note that the smaller the girl is, it doesn't mean they're always confident. Yeah. And the models that I work with more than not, the happiest, most confident, most expressive. They're jumping, they're dancing, they're eating what they want on the lunch break are the curvy girls. And I, yeah. And that to me was just like fascinating to hear. And so I just wanted you to like share it because an outsider looking in would think the person closest to this European traditional beauty centric standard would be the most confident. But it seems like actually the ones who broke away and are just like, I'm going to be me. 
are liberated in that way. Right, right. And you can see that liberation of like, I'm in control of me. Like the second I stopped dieting and stopped living for others and stopped weighing myself every day, I wasn't in control of me. I am now the biggest I've ever been, but the most confident I've ever been because I am so in control of me, what I do, what I eat, how I feel, who I surround myself with, how I look, everything now I'm in control of and I'm the happiest I've ever been. And that's just how it is. So it's like, you don't have to lose weight to be happy. You don't have to lose weight to be confident because more than not, those girls are not the most confident. They're the most insecure, sadly enough. And is it because you actually want it or because the world has convinced you that's what you should want and you should be? Right. Half the time it's like, I don't even want to be this thin. And then the second I got that thin, I'm not happy. I feel depleted. I'm miserable. I'm angry. So love it. (laughs) You're the girl. Uh, Something you said earlier that I want to quickly revisit just as we wrap up here is you are human too and you don't always have great days. So currently you mentioned that, you know, this is like the happiest you've been and things are great. When those days come where you're not feeling awesome or your relationship with food isn't a hundred, what gets you through it? Hmm. Okay. I would say surrounding yourself with others that make you feel good about you is huge. If you are hanging around someone and you notice you're not feeling great, take note of that. I'll surround myself with loving and confident friends that make me feel beautiful. I will go work out. I like to get outdoors, whether it's going for a walk, a jog, going to the gym, get outdoors, move your body because it shows that you love your body and you care for it. And when you come from a place of care and love for it, you are more to feel confident. And so- Love for what it does. Love for what it does. Yeah. So I will feel more confident and happy when I get outdoors and I move and I'm showing gratitude to my body for what it can do for me. Some days I might need to just take the day off. I really need to soak it in and that's okay to like feel those feelings, feel it out, lay on the couch if you want. And you know what? Like soak in that and really feel that because those emotions are valid. But I try not to let myself go down that slippery slope sometimes because then it can go into the next day and follow to the next day. And then here we are a week of feeling insecure. I try to do something that works for me and it's like a mental state for me. So I think of it like a light switch. The second I'm getting anxious thoughts or irrational thoughts or very insecure or self-doubt thoughts, I literally pretend like I have a switch in my mind that I turn off. It's been so hard for me to gather and really analyze this, but this has been four years in the making. I used it more for anxiety, but I do it now for confidence too and self-doubt. The second you are having those thoughts, literally pretend like you're flipping off a switch in your mind and it's harder. It's harder said than done. But the second you can get control of your mind, that's where your insecurity stems. That's where anxiety stems. It's all mental health. There's a little part of you too, just say like, not today, bitch. And flip yeah, the, flip literally. the I feel like you know, I'd have to say something like that. Yeah, say whatever you need to say. I'll oh, look in the mirror and be today, like- Not today, Satan. Yeah, not today, Satan. Like I literally say that all the time. I'll be like, nope, not today. Like know what works for you, but think of it like you have control. And it stems from your mental health. And I'm so glad you have me on your podcast because you talk so much about mental health and confidence and everything and anxiety. Everything I struggle with and I am about is under the umbrella of mental health. Everything that we struggle with, whether it's addiction, anything with drugs, anything in life, food addiction, binge eating, anorexia, it's mental health. And people don't talk about that enough. And so when you have control of your mind, you can take control back of your life. And I, I was spiraling. I was spiraling with insecurity. I was spiraling with anxiety thoughts and irrational fear. I had to turn it off. So try every day to train your mind to say, stop. Nope, stop. 
And what comes with that is the awareness, right? The recognizing. You're mm-hmm. noticing I'm having a thought that is I'm not good enough. And it's once you recognize that thought, you realize, okay, it's just a thought. And I have thousands of thoughts every day. I'm going to redirect here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think different things now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose elsewhere. Yep. I think what happened to both of us in the beginning is we don't even have that awareness component. So we have that thought, I'm not good enough. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the truth. I'm not good enough. And then we keep spiraling to, oh, yeah, and these people don't like me. You know, but when you recognize, huh? I'm having a thought that I'm not good enough. Hmm, that's funny. You used yeah. to think that, but now I know it's not the truth. Right. And and that doesn't hurt me Let me, me go anymore. eat my breakfast. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's almost like comical. Like, oh, I know this thought is coming back up today, but not today, Satan. And you know what? I'm going to actually turn that off and turn on my confident voice. And I'm going to say, <laughs> bitch, you're beautiful. Look in the mirror. You're hot. Love this outfit. Look at what you're doing for others. Look at the impact you're creating. Look at that with that girl, Melanie from Wisconsin, just DM'd you about how she put on a bikini. Look at that. We have control to shift our focus. And the second you shift your focus from self-doubt, negativity, and insecurity to confidence, your life overall will change. You have the control to shift your focus. And once you realize that, it's game over. Mm. Thank you, Queen Ella. Of course. That was just straight fire. I feel like we just sat down, but it... That was unreal. I was such a ride. Thank you. I really feel like we covered so many topics that I feel like will inspire or motivate someone out there. I know. That was amazing. I love you. Thanks for coming on and inspiring everyone and inspiring me. And I know right now, you guys, all the posts are out of Ella's bikini line. Hey, hey, pebbles and palms. palms. Um, So we're talking more on Instagram about confidence. Yep. The photo shoot. Yeah. Me finding sexy. That was incredible. I can't <laughs> wait for you guys to see Victoria post about this. Like the photos are insane. You're going to die. Oh my God. The I... video insane. Like everyone killed it that day. Victoria, I was just so proud of you. For doing oh that. my God. Ella's like, do you want to be in a photo shoot? And I'm like, me uh, model yeah. in a swimsuit. You're like, can you teach me how to like do a sexy face? I'm like, bitch, yeah. you got it. Within a second, you got it. Like, <laughs> they had to tell me do a do a game day face. That was yeah, like yeah, how yeah, I yeah. Did it there. Um, okay, well, thanks so much. I love you, and I'm sure I'll see you soon. Yay! Love you so much. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Real Pod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of Real Pod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind-the-scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real.